I believe my values continue to come to life based on the actions that I take. And that absolutely has to do with the boundaries that you create. Hmm. I embarked on a journey to empower women. But when I really think about it, I've been doing that my whole life. I just didn't know that that's what I was doing. Yeah. (laughs) And what I found is the minute that I put boundaries around that, I was able to explode that gift or explode that purpose while at the same time nurturing my family's needs. Welcome to You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. You are ambitious in life and in your career, but something is missing. You want to bring more of your passion to what you do, because let's be honest, you pour a ton into your work and it needs to mean more. I'm your host, Laura Eigel. I'm a mom, wife, PhD, coach, advocate, introvert, and indoor rowing fanatic. I'm passionate about living a life that's in line with my values. We'll give you the actionable tips and tools you need to lead with your values, make a difference, and have career success. The world needs more diversity and authenticity in the top jobs at organizations. Your leadership belongs there. You belong in the C-suite. What gets you up in the morning? What drives your decisions? What do you stand for? No idea, not even sure where to start? I use my values to guide my life and career. It's the basis of how I've built boundaries for myself and stuck to them. Are you ready to dig into what matters to you? Go to thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet. That's thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet to get to your core values and take action on what matters most. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. This week, I had the pleasure of connecting with Dr. Marari Simeon. I've known Dr. Simeon for many years now, and through her example, I've learned so much from her about being a collaborative HR partner, asking tough questions, and telling your story. In our conversation, we dig into all of that, plus she shares how she's built boundaries to prioritize her time and energy. Dr. Marari Simeon is a proven and celebrated human resources executive who is community-minded and people-invested. She wears many hats, including being a wife, mother, co-founder of the Color Forward podcast, author, board member, and kingdom work advocate. Dr. Simeon's diverse experiences have equipped her with a deep understanding of the needs and opportunities critical to all leaders at all levels. Dr. Simeon holds a doctorate in strategic leadership from Regent University and a master's degree in human resources from Fordham University. She's a native of Puerto Rico and currently resides in Frisco, Texas with her family. She credits her success to Jesus Christ. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians 4.13. I'm so excited for you to hear our conversation. Let's get started. Well, I am so excited to have Dr. Mari Simeon on our episode today of You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. Mari, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being here with you. Well, I'm excited to dig in, but before we, before I start asking you questions, because I'm excited to do that, um, I'd love for you to tell us your story. Yes, Absolutely. So I'm originally, I was born in Puerto Rico and I moved to New Jersey during my teenage years. 
I was the first one to graduate high school and graduate college. And I just feel like I've been going to school my whole life because I've achieved my education, all of it, working and going to school at night. Uh, been the only one in corporate America. And that was really, I was fortunate to have a high school teacher who refused to see what society saw in me and the bad choices I had made. And she focused on my potential. She sponsored me for an internship in corporate America and exposed me honestly to a world that I didn't even know existed. I've been fortunate since to work for several Fortune 100 companies in New York, New Jersey. I went back to Puerto Rico and worked there and, and now in Texas. I got married at 38, had my first child at 40, second at 42. I became a caretaker to my parents at age 43 and um, I launched uh, the Color Forward podcast in 2019 and currently um, I'm an executive in corporate America juggling family and you know, I thought I was done with school, but about four and a half years ago, I decided to go back to school and just recently finished. Um, so I believe, you know, from my life story, if there's anything, any highlights that I would want people to know is I've been always the true believer that if it doesn't exist, create it. And that's really what I've done in every single aspect of my life, whether it's from an educational perspective to a professional perspective. That's little, a little bit about me. And uh, we could dig into any other questions you have. I love it. Well, first, congratulations on your accomplishments. But most recently, Dr. Marari Simeon, can you tell me about, about the journey? What made you continue with your education at this point in your career? What was that like for you having that big job? you know, having small children, doing all of that stuff and attaining your doctorate. Yes, yes. It, it definitely was not easy, but I truly believe every tier was worth it. <laughs> you know, I mentioned that I believe if something doesn't exist, create it. And for me, there are no doctors in the family. Mm. And I really wanted to have a role model for my children as well as other women in my family. I come from a very large family. My mom has 15 brothers and sisters and my dad has five. So I have tons of cousins. So if I'm ever in Puerto Rico and I meet somebody, I'm like, yeah, they're probably my cousin. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I really wanted to be a role model for, for many women, especially because growing up, I didn't have any role models, right? Um, so that was one. And that really launched me into the journey of, hey, there's not a doctor in the family. I'm going to go in and become one. Now, that was not easy. The journey cer certainly had its ups and downs. Uh, I believe the first thing that I did and the most important thing, if anybody is thinking of going back to school or going into a big endeavor, is really talk to, talk to your family, talk to your support system. My husband and I talked. I talked to my family, my parents, as I mentioned it. They're, they're currently living with me. And I let them know what this journey will entail. It would definitely entail not being present at every family event. And they knew that, right? I'm, you know, during vacations and I get reminded all the time, hey, during vacations, you were always in a room uh, doing homework. And, and yes, that's what it took for the past four and a half years. The other thing that I did do that I think really helped our relationship as a family was really talk about the things or the times that I would be 100% present, 
right? So I said, I was very intentional about my time. Saturdays for during the soccer games, I'm going to be there 100% of the time. Minimum two times a week, we're going to have dinner. Let's pick those dates. So for the kids, that was important because I have small children and they needed to know when mommy was going to be there. Now, was it easy? No. The kids constantly reminded me that I didn't spend enough time with them. During those reminders, I also saw the good things that came out of it. During the weekends, in the mornings, the kids would get up and make believe that they're doing homework with me, right? Mm. And they still, they wanted to be part of what I was doing. So to me, those were a lot of the positives. You know, my little man right now, he's like, mom, help me. He's five years old. Though. He's like, help me write Dr. Marcel, right? Like he wants to become a doctor. <laughs> my daughter, she's like, no, mom, I'm going to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> But I really, it really took for me to finish my doctorate. Number one, I had to be very intentional about my time. And number two, I had to keep that constant communication with my family and the kids so that they knew why mommy was doing it and why mommy was not present during some of those times. But they also knew when mommy was present at the soccer game at the, you know, during dinner those days, I was not on my phone or doing other things. I may have been thinking about other things. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, but that was my time with them. And today they're just, you know, they still love me. My husband still loves me <laughs> <laughs> and we're all doing great. So I would say my biggest accomplishment, to be honest, is the day that I, that they told me that they called me on the phone and I thought it was to revise something on the paper, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they called me Dr. Merari Simeon. And I went and I told, I ran outside because my parents live with us and they were outside and I ran to tell them and, you know, to see their eyes and, and just, they started crying of joy. And I, I get emotional because to see, for them to actually see what they began in me, right? As a child is just, it, it has no words. I would do it all over again. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> just to have my parents feel that joy, if not, you know, if only for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. What a special moment to be able to share with them all together too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm sad the graduation is virtual, but mm -hmm. honestly, what I saw in their faces and how emotional and happy they were, that was priceless. So that is enough reward for me. I love that so much. Such a powerful story. And I had a, the pleasure of getting to know you, learning from you. And one thing that I've always loved about you is that you really just help people tell their story and realize their potential. And um, I love the fact that you have launched the Color Forward podcast. Can you tell me more about that and how that came about? I feel like there's just all of these things that you're able to do to continue to tell people stories over and above, like all of the amazing things you're doing here while doing, you know, your doctor, you've also launched a podcast too. That's been very <laughs> successful. Oh my gosh. It, it's so funny you bring that up because it started in a conversation like you and I are having right now, right? Yeah. Not on a podcast, just in a conversation and like, Hey, you know, it's so hard to see successful women and really understand their stories and what they've been through and how did they get there? Right. It was just a conversation between girls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we, and we said, you know what? I wish that there was a platform or something that we could just go and learn about all the great things women are doing. And that's how we was born at the end of the day. Like I said, I don't know. It's, it's something in me. I'm like, well, let's create it. They're like, 
I don't know, that's going to take a lot of work. And I'm like, well, let's figure out, let's try it. And if it gets exhausting, so what? We own it. We can stop doing it. And we started talking to women and really interviewing women about what were some of the things that you had to overcome or the rules. We talk about the rules that you had to break Mm. to make it to the C-suite or to make it into, into the roles that you're in today. And we found it so rewarding and empowering that we haven't stopped, number one. But the other thing that we found is that women come to us. Like, we don't have to ask women to participate. At the beginning, we asked a few, and they just been flooding because they want to tell their story. They want other women to learn. And it's just been such a beautiful experience to see all these women share their stories for the benefit of other women. And that's how we started. We're we're really excited. We're actually going to be changing the name to What Rules? Because one of the questions that we always ask is, what rules have you broken? Mm-hmm. And there's so many unwritten rules that society has put out there for women or even us, right? We put on ourselves. I hear a lot of people say, and actually, I was one of those individuals who said, I can't be a mother or I can't be a wife or I can't get my doctorate because I'm an executive or because I have children, And it was my husband that said, really? Said, who said that? (laughs) (laughs) And now it's like, be careful how you, you know, what you say, because I went back to school. You know, I, I mentioned earlier, I got married at 38. I had kids later in life. And thankfully, I've been able to sustain a wonderful job and still do still elevate the voice of women and still be a good mother and, and, a, and a good wife. So it can be done. And I think those were rules that I had put on myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And anyway, that's how the color forward podcast was born. And I'm so excited just to see how women are keep coming together to tell their stories for the benefit of other women so that they can find, they can see themselves and know that they're, that it can be done. And I love all the stories. There's something very different about each one, but very communal messaging, like just global messing about messaging about every person's story. Love it. Yeah, it's really great. Okay, I'm adding another thing to the list that you've been doing. Okay, <laughs> um, so many things. I'm not adding it. I'm just going to ask you about it. Another thing that you've added to your list. You're a published author. Can you please tell me more about this book, Radical Women? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Radical Woman actually stands for resilience after difficult issues, changes, and losses. Awesome. Yes. And I had the privilege to come together with 14 other authors to share our stories on overcoming adversity. And that's really how we started. So it's, Laura, it's just been amazing about the doors that open when you don't limit yourself to things. I got a call from this publisher. Hey, would you be interested in doing this? And what I thought to myself was this. I just wrote a 200-page research paper. I think (laughs) I could write a chapter. (laughs) You know, what what I really wanted to say is I am tired of writing, but but I'm always preaching about do not limit yourself. And I'm like, you know what? a chapter versus 200 pages. I got this. And so I did, I said yes to the opportunity and it's just been wonderful. You know, the, the book it's, it's really about that is stories from 
people who've lost loved ones or people who deal with financial restraints or or education or even personal illnesses or issues that they had to overcome. And it, it really is bringing it to light, but really allowing women to see that you're not alone. Who's the book intended for? Who's the prime audience for it? Yes, no, great question. So me personally, my dream, I believe my purpose is to empower empower a culture of women who see themselves fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, in order to do that, this book is for every woman who is struggling, whether it doesn't matter the situation, there are 14 different stories, or even when they're struggling with their own personal limiting beliefs, or even their own personal rules that they placed on themselves. So I really believe that if you're not going through something, you may know somebody that is, and you can, you're able to provide them that support through this book. Or if you have experienced some limited beliefs that are holding you back, I think the book is, is right for you as well. Yeah. And who can't say that they have limiting beliefs? So, so basically <laughs> you're telling me the book is for everyone. <laughs> the book is for everyone. You know, I really believe, and I really hope actually that people who read the book find hope, strength, and strategies in the stories of the women that they read, right? The, of, of the authors. Because one of the things that I found, I don't know about you, Laura, but for a long time, I found myself struggling with different issues in life in silence. And I feel that more women are coming forward and, and being vulnerable about what they're experiencing. And, and that's my hope that these stories that or these issues that we have faced in silence, that we know there's other people that are facing them or have faced them, and they've been able to, to be resilient and, and make it. So I hope it provides hope and strength and strategies on how to even be more greater than, your, than, than women already are. I love that so much. And I, and I absolutely resonate with that in terms of holding stuff in, because if you, if you talk about it, well, first of all, it becomes real. (laughs) And and then, you know, you might have to do something about it, right? You might have to do something about it. (laughs) And then just being vulnerable, especially with women leaders, I feel like, you know, in my own experience, I felt pressure to you know, have it all buttoned up. Oh yeah, I've got it all together. I'm like this great mom and wife and I've got all the <laughs> stuff. I'm going to lead all these meetings and I'm going to do all the things. And here's my Pinterest pictures from the birthday party and all the good stuff. When really it's not always like that at all. And, and it's okay, yeah, right? It's okay. It's okay. You're, you're a hundred percent right. And I mean, I have so many stories on when you're really feeling like, hey, I got it together. And here comes somebody and says a comment and you're like, oh, great. I I am not doing (laughs) burst your bubble and you're like, "Okay, I'm not that, you know, I didn't bake those cupcakes. I bought them. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And it's fine that I put them on a real plate to make it look like that I made them. It's okay too. Exactly. I love it. Oh my goodness. So in, in our podcast, we talk a lot about values and boundaries and you've already named some boundaries that some very tangible boundaries about when you were in school, what you did in terms of um, setting time aside for priorities for your family and all, all those kinds of things. 
How else do you live your values in your life? And what boundaries do you have in place to live those every day? No, I I love that question. And, And this is powerful because I think, I believe my values continue to come to life based on the actions that I take. And that absolutely has to do with the boundaries that you create. Hmm. I embarked on a journey to empower women. But when I really think about it, I've been doing that my whole life. I just didn't know that that's what I was doing. Yeah. (laughs) And what I found is the minute that I put boundaries around that, I was able to explode that gift or explode that purpose while at the same time nurturing my family's needs. So for me, it's really about, I think about time, right? Time Mm -hmm. is a finite resource. So I try my best to spend it wisely, whatever it is. I'm very purposeful with how I spend and guard my time. You have to, because if not, you're not, you're not going to be successful. Number one. Number two, I'm also very purposeful about how I spend my energy. Because if I spend time engaging in negativity, then I'm not really spending my time wisely. (laughs) Does that make sense? So to me, it comes together. It's how I spend my time and the energy that I use in that particular time. So I do not have time for negativity. I I try to stay away from it. I try to stay away from when people put limits. People may put a limit on on your life, on your education, on your life, on, on what you can and cannot become. I don't accept those things. People say, hey, sometimes you may be living a life that is not realistic. I'm like, not according to my accomplishments, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? So negativity, I don't engage. Those are boundaries. And when people are negative, I try to bring out the positive. But if that doesn't work, then I'm very purposeful about how I spend time with those people. Now, let's keep it real. There are some family members and even some coworkers who are very negative and you have to interact with them. Yeah. (laughs) But but I make sure that I build my own um, emotional support system so that when I'm around those negative people, it's not as contagious. I mean, you probably heard this. All it takes is one person to ruin your day. All it takes is one person. And I really, really, Laura, I really try to protect that boundary because when you, and you know, this research shows that the happier you are, the the more productive that you are. It's not that I'm always happy, but if I protect myself from negativity, I protect myself from the things that are born of negativity, which could be bitterness, we could be envy, we could be depression, we could be, you know, more physical and mental exhaustion. So by doing that, I let my imagination flow and I, I really look to see the positive. I'm very optimistic, very optimistic. It's not easy, but you have to work on it. So that's a boundary that I built when it comes to time and energy. I love that. And because so, so much of what we think about boundary is time-based. And I think those are very easy because they're, ta- they're easy, but they're easier because they're tangible. Like I will spend X amount of time doing this or doing that, or yes, I will commit to my workout or yes, I'll be at family dinners and soccer and all the stuff. Right. But then the emotional boundary that you just yes. talked about negativity that seems sometimes very daunting. Do you have any tips or tricks that you've used besides kind of reframing that mindset and to create some of those boundaries in a specific instance that you could share? Yeah, no, that, that's great. I'm glad you brought up the piece about the time because the only other thing that I would add is I could make the time for soccer games and for dinners and, and whatever it may be. 
But if I'm miserable doing those times, I'm not doing anyone any good. That's so true. It's so important with the energy. The one example that I would bring is when I decided to go back to school for, for my doctorate. I had people tell me, do you need that for your work? No, I don't. And people are like, then why are you going to waste your time? You're going to take away from your family. You're going to, it was a lot of negativity because people were looking at it from one perspective. Do you need this for your career? But at the end of the day, I was looking at it from a different perspective. I was looking at it from, I am doing this to bring hope, to bring opportunity to show, to empower other women to do this. I'm also doing it for the long term. I want my children's children to look and say, hey, we have a doctor in the family. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So for me, that's one example of people trying to limit what I can do and why. And, And me actually thinking about, hey, why am I really doing this? Asking myself the question, why I'm doing it is for limitless reasons. It's not for my career, number one. Now, the other thing that I use from from an energy perspective, because there are people that are draining in our lives. I, I have what I call my own cheerleaders. I have friends from high school that I know I could call and I'm just like, hey, Laura, just tell me how awesome I am. I don't need to hear anything else. Just tell me. And, and, and that's what we that's what we have right now. These are friends that I love and love me and they don't care what I do. They just know that they're there to support me. And sometimes you need those because sometimes the, the people that love us the most around us, they mean well, but they they'll say things that <laughs> that you're like, that's not what I wanted to hear right now. I just want to <laughs> I just want somebody to lie to me at this moment and just so you know tell me, and just tell me that everything is gonna be okay, right? So I, I have that. Like I have a best friend, Ida, and I'll call her, be like, I call her my homie. I'm like, homie, just tell me, tell me how good I am. <laughs> and 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 you know, it's silly, but we just start cracking up. And she's like, oh, come on, you've been through worse. You got this, you can do this. She don't even know what I'm talking about, but then she'll be like, What was that about? You know. <laughs> Later on, she'll give me sound feedback, which is great. But at the moment, sometimes you need that. And then honestly, I have to say my faith, like that is such a big thing for me. Like, you know, without it, I don't know that I would be where I am today. I always tell people, I'm like, hey, you want to get closer to your faith? Go for a doctorate. (laughs) (laughs) I was praying to God every day. Lord, I don't know why I did this. I mean, I do know why, but show me makes sense, you know, and, yeah. and honestly, I all kidding aside, those two have been my biggest, like energy boosters, text a friend, but a friend that it's gonna boost you up. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then, you know, and obviously my faith. Now, my same friends are also the same ones, Laura, that will tell me, don't do this, this is not going to be a good thing for you. But those are few in between, if that makes sense. You got to really when it comes to your energy and, and your dreams and your experiences, you got to go to people that you truly, truly trust that can give you that insight. The other thing for me is, you know, I am realistic. I do seek advice from different people. I have a, you know, I'll go to a coach, I'll call friends, or I'll talk to people that I've interviewed on, on the podcast. I'm like, Hey, give me, give me your advice. But ultimately I'm responsible with what I do with that information and how I use my, my energy. But Hey, at the end of the day, if none of that works, call that friend and tell you how awesome you are. And, and <laughs> that always messed me up. 
No, I, I love that in terms of um, just the support that you need, because everybody needs the support to keep those boundaries and Absolutely. to set themselves up for success. What else would you leave our listeners with in terms of other things that they can do as leaders to support other women in the workplace? Absolutely. Two things. Number one, leverage your position to help advance another woman. And you don't have to be in the C-suite to do this, right? You could be starting in the workplace and you want to be in the C-suite someday and you can mentor somebody in the community. You can mentor somebody in the school system. You can mentor anybody. If you are a professional in the C-suite or you are already in that, at that level of responsibility as a VP, director, it doesn't matter. And you have the power to bring another woman along, do it, do it. Because we, in order for us to change the game in society, to change the narrative about women in the workplace, it's going to take every single one of us in a leadership position to bring another woman forward. Um, so those are, are the two things. Leverage your position. No matter where you are today, you can help another woman. Thank you so, so much. And I want everybody to support you. And um, we are going to do that by picking up a copy of the new book, Radical Women, at marisimian.com. Is that the best place to find it? Absolutely. And thank you, everybody, for your support. And thank you for having me. Oh, and we're so excited to have you. It was so great to connect. And we're going to put um, all of your contact info, the, the website where you can get the book, in the show notes. And thank you so much, Murray. Thank you. Bye. I want to thank you so much for listening to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. If you are enjoying this content, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss a show. Editing and support for this podcast is from SNE Podcast Management. To get more tips and tools to help you live a life guided by your values, go to thecatchgroup.com. Keep your boundaries and take care.